you know, as our world gets more progressive and we have more of those wins, what we're seeing right now is an authoritarian backlash to that because they know they're not going to have power for long. That's why we're, that's why so much is, is just really, the strategy is to overwhelm us and make us think that there is nothing that we can do. And then that's how they win. It's not really that everyone agrees with them. I want to make up our theme song right now. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to the season five premiere episode of Over the Ledge Live. Number one, and some say only, political satire show based solely on the Texas legislature. I'm Amy Lowry, and I wish the Texas legislature would just turn itself off and on again. Just reset. Over the Ledge gives you a behind-the-scenes look at the shenanigans of the Texas legislature by decoding political headlines and legislators' behavior into easy-to-understand bumper stickers. Let's meet our guest tonight. First up, we have Paul Normandon, the Dean of the Merlin Works School of Improv and Wizardry, and an Over the Ledge inaugural cast member. Please welcome Paul to the show. Welcome, Thank Paul. You. Nice Thank you. Hey, nice Thank intro. You. I like that. Your hair Thank looks you. so good, Paul. Thanks, boss. Luxurious. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. It really, I like Let it grow out during the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is hot. It is hot. <laughs> Our next comedic guest tonight is Patrick Gallagher. Patrick is an Austin-based comedian who has performed on stages and screens from San Francisco to New York and was a founding member of the Austin Fun Blog Comedy Writing Group. Welcome, Patrick. Are you going to say anything about Are you going to say anything about my hair? You look terrific. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed a to lot, know. You look a lot better than Paul, I can I'm tell you that. That's this. what I'm hungry, saying. Hungry for external validation. That's all I need. Those eyebrows, man. Wow. Those eyebrow hairs are really exactly in place. Yeah, Our very special celebrity guest tonight is Emily Witt. Emily is a writer, storyteller, and advocate. Currently, she's the communications and media strategist for Texas Freedom Network, a progressive advocacy organization that fights for public education, religious freedom, repro reproductive rights, and LGBTQIA plus equality. Welcome, Emily. Hello. All the good things Yay. there. Thank you. Yes. Never been called a celebrity special. before, so thanks so much. <laughs> Get no, used you to do it. Have, you have that beam of light on you. Which you do. You do. <laughs> right here. That's a religious freedom part of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally... We have the creator and the ruler of the Over the Ledge Empire who needs no introduction. <laughs> Stephanie, why does the Textures Tribune hate Over the Ledge and never invite us to the festival? Chiarello! Thank you. Thank you. Hold on. I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Is that them? Is it them? Did they hear us? Okay. Next year? <laughs> I remember that call last year too, boss. <laughs> Do you want to say any more things? Besides no, that was all I was saying. That was my, that was my shtick. Oh, we've lost Amy. Did we? Oh, your shtick didn't win her over. She, was, she did not it. find it funny, boss. She, like, she, I'm she's done. Out. Are you guys you streaming? So I'm losing oh. the feed. 
We can hear you, Amy. We're praying you great, for though. you. you Guys. Your hair looks good. Yes. yes. I'm losing the feed. Is anybody streaming? Yes. I'm going to kick her out. Let's see if she can come back. Emily, why don't we take this time for you to tell us about your writings and storytelling? Oh, I love that. Yeah, of course. Um, I am actually a playwright by training. So I feel at home with all of you comedian improv people, although theater can be quite different. It can also be quite the same. Um, so <laughs> I have written plays about uh, abortion, abortion rights and access. And that's kind of how I got onto this road of politics. I also do some personal storytelling as well. Um, and that is uh, sort of what led me to write for a living for an organization like TFN. Just a reminder, if you like what you're listening to and you're in a position to help, please become a patron at whatever level is meaningful to you. It helps us produce the podcast and promote our efforts. Freedom isn't free. It costs a buck oh five, or in our case, $5 a month would be super helpful um, at patreon.com, right? Patreon. Now yeah. it's time for What's Up in Texas with our host, Stephanie Chiarello. Stephanie. Thank you, everybody. What's up in Texas? Thank you. Thank you. It has our last episode, I think was in uh, May, maybe. So it's been about five months. And for those of you who don't live and breathe a lot, a lot is going on in the Texas ledge, but I've decided to limit it to just 10 monologue jokes. But they're killer monologue jokes. So here we go. Are you ready? I'd like yeah. to be clapped in, please. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you so much for being here. 773 new Texas laws went into effect on September 1st. We're already seeing laws declared unconstitutional, like Senate Bill 12 restricting drag shows. That's great news for Governor Greg Abbott, actually, because if being a drag was banned, he wouldn't be allowed to be our governor. Oh. <laughs> Is that number 10? Number <laughs> one. I thought that was the strongest one. Uh, six we'll judge. You'll judge. Please and we'll judge, judge harshly. We will judge harshly. Six candidates are running in a special election to replace Representative Brian Slayton. He set the bar so low it will be easy to surpass him as long as all their interns can legally enter a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. I'm just reporting on it. Yeah. The people need to know and remember. They do. They need to know. 
Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and Speaker Dade Phelan traded barbs after Attorney General Ken Paxton was acquitted on 16 counts of impeachment by the Texas Senate. Patrick said the process wasted taxpayer dollars, and Phelan said Patrick is biased and full of contempt. Somebody signed these boys up for a Comedy Central roast, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) With barbs like that, who needs a border fence? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I just added that all by myself. Texas's 2021 election law is finally coming to trial after voting restrictions from Senate Bill 1 disproportionately impacted voters of color. Was that intentional, you might ask? That's like asking your mother-in-law if she intentionally forgot you were lactose intolerant. She'll never say, but we have a hunch. (laughs) (laughs) I know that nobody can see me do this. we got to think of a a sound I can make, like, woo. (laughs) <laughs> okay and finally that's a good sound <laughs> okay. and finally because we always keep it tight here on over the ledge mark your calendars for a november 7th election that includes constitutional amendments related to taxes state parks and infrastructure you must be registered to vote by october 10th and early voting starts october 23rd that is if you can maneuver your way around the repurposed wall of spiked buoys that now surround every polling station. You have to really <laughs> want it, okay, guys? <laughs> do we make that noise or do you make that noise? I yeah, think I if think... we all made it, it oh, would it. like really <laughs> listen. <laughs> that's it. That's all that's recent. That was 10. That was 10. That was my that was solid. Oh, they went by solid. I told five. Solid five. Solid five. Five hard-hitting monologue jokes. Sweet. So that happened. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's in the script. Okay, audience, let me tell you how this podcast works. On tonight's episode, Paul and Patrick are competing against each other for the coveted Most Knowledgeable Comedian in Austin Award. This award is given to the comedian who knows the most about Texas politics, according to the outcome of the games on our show. Stephanie, show the award. Ooh. Oh, I like it that way. Oh, that's nice. I, like I am that. not entirely comfortable with that. I'm not totally sure. Uh, what I, you're going to want that. I'm less, com- I'm less comfortable with it now that you showed it up close. <laughs> do you hear that a lot, Patrick? I do. <laughs> I do. Number six. <laughs> Whoever wins gets to brag about it. We don't even pretend to take a picture and put it on social media like, we, oh, that's too bad. Like we used to say we would, because if there is one thing we learned from the Ken Paxton trial, it's that there are no coincidences in Austin. Also, if you're in power, you can do whatever you want without consequences. <laughs> now it's time to play our first game. I guess he was Kenuff. After all, Ken Paxton, our esteemed attorney general, was just acquitted what? by the Texas Senate on 16 counts of impeachment. Let's see what he got away with. I mean, was exonerated of in this true-false game. Thank you. And Stephanie? did we explain the rules about being able to use Emily as a phone-a-friend? I might have Oh, yes. That. So comedians, comedians, you may call Emily 
twice over the course of two games. So budget oh. your lifelines. And Emily, you may jump in at any point and just razz them or whatever you want to do that would add to the excitement of this game. Emily, you looked lovely this okay. evening. I can't remember if I said that. I don't remember if I said that earlier, but you really do look radiant today. You look great. She I looks really like... admire your chair style. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a good I think chair. she looks a little like Rachel Weeze. Is that her name? Wise? Wise. Look at that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah you yeah. get that a lot, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. For people yeah. who can't see, I have a beam of light coming down on me. Oh, no, we um, all see it. That's true. She's so, not bothered about that. It, <laughs> it almost follows you like the Mona Lisa there. <laughs> All right, Patrick, you get to go first. This is true or false. True or false, the following was or was not one of the articles of impeachment that Ken Paxton escaped. I mean, was exonerated for. <laughs> Paxton violated the duties of his office by failing to protect a charitable organization by directing employees to intervene in a lawsuit between the nonprofit and an Austin real estate investor named Nate Paul. True or false? Sounds like a very shitty thing to do, so I'm gonna say true. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. If that's Kim your Paxton... barometer, it's gonna be a really easy game. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Paxton apparently did not do do that. You're right. Okay, Paul. Paxton misused his official power to issue to issue written legal opinions to help Nate Paul avoid foreclosure sales of properties owned by Nate Paul and his businesses. I'm saying true. I think that is such a true. I think he probably even got money we don't know about. I there's other stuff going on here. There's a conspiracy here. Follow the money, Paul. That's Paul what can. I'm saying. Follow the money. Well, yes, my understanding true. is that Joe Biden and <laughs> Dade Phelan were in this together against Pen Ken Paxton. I want to spread that message <laughs> wide. Sounds that about right. Sleepy Joe and that liberal, <laughs> that crazy liberal Dade, Dade Phelan. So liberal. Crazy liberal. So liberal. So one liberal. Of, one of the best progressives of our, of our time since yeah. LBJ. He's a bleeding heart. <laughs> Literally the stuff he's done for civil rights. Am I right? I mean, <laughs> that redistricting. I mean, I got chills. Okay, you are correct, Paul. That was oh, an allegation. Oh, okay. And he didn't do it. Obviously, he didn't do it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's how those whistleblowers were just confused. Liberals. Yeah. They were yeah. crazy, oh, liberal crazy liberals. Whistleblowers. Yeah. Woke, woke whistleblower. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's, they were so that woke. Is it. So woke. Okay, Patrick. Paxton misused his official power to administer the state's public information laws by directing employees to act contrary to the law on an open records request for the Department of Public Safety documents and in other cases. That sounds about like him, but I think we're about due for a false. So I'm going to say false on that one. Oh! I mean, it, true. I, I meant true. <laughs> Sorry, that too was an allegation, oh, man. but he was falsely accused. But I'm sorry you did All right. miss that one. That's what I, I tried to outthink the game and look what it got me. <sighs> look, if there's one thing I learned... No coincidences in Austin, <laughs> not a single one ever. 
And I very much want to talk about ratty old tile. If any, did anybody watch the? Okay. Oh yeah. Apparently they have a very ugly kitchen um, as their attorney oh, can right. attest that the Paxons have a very ugly kitchen. So. <laughs> Ratty old tile. <laughs> Ratty old tile. That really changes my thinking about him now that I hear that. Yeah. I'm like he can't be bad if he is not even done his kitchen. He's a man of no. the people. Yeah, he is. He's a blue he collar. Could. He's like He's me. a small man. <laughs> him and his wife were at Home Depot. They were at Home Depot. There are pictures of them at Home Depot. They could not afford granite. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that he is everything. worth $10 million oh. and he can't afford granite. I mean, that what are we everything. doing to our leaders? Paul. I'm Paul. Yes, Paul. <laughs> Paxton violated his duties of office by firing or retaliating against employees in violation of the Texas Woke Whistleblowers Act, which protects public employees who make good faith reports of potentially illegal action <laughs> To law enforcement, and I don't want to confuse you. I just now threw in the word woke. Oh, good. Don't I was like, this can't be. Off. This can't be true. If don't it had a Texas law off. with the word woke in it, that no. cannot be true. That, but therefore, if you take the woke out, that because that is the Ken Paxton I have known for so many years mm -hmm. to abuse his level of power like that. That sounds like my buddy Ken right there. <laughs> so I'm hearing a true. True. A true? What would Ken do? He was Knuff. You are correct. That. He was Knuff. He was Knuff. You are correct. And uh, I was going to say something else, but I'm just going to go back to those really liberal people who were oh, yeah, those, yeah, crazy that's woke. The cause. That's crazy the cause. woke people. Crazy woke. They weren't just whistleblowers, they were dog whistleblowers. Ooh, that's what they were. <laughs> Did you hear that? I did. Anybody? We got to run down and get the attorney general now. I heard that. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Paxton violated his duties of office by regularly not showing up for work and eating at his desk tuna, salmon, and curry. Oh, he does not strike me as a curry guy. It seems a little too global for Ken Paxton. So I'm going to say <laughs> false again. You're correct. Think, oh. <laughs> that was not really was an say, allegation. Okay. I had to play the game in my head there. You're right. Okay. That was that now, was the giveaway, Patrick, and you got it. I was trying to read Amy's face. She was like, I don't know, could be. I'm sorry. That was my coworker who did this the other day, not Ken. <laughs> He's not going to eat curry. He would not eat curry, I don't think. That is just I, like, it's way too yeah. immigrant. <laughs> yeah. I think they'd, you know, it'd be smelly food in general. So I would wait. That bill's coming. I'm sure that constitutional amendment will happen soon. <laughs> We're gonna call him the smelly food in general. It's a good nickname. <laughs> okay, good final. Smelly Ken. Final question here in our Dojo Mojo Kata House <laughs> game about Ken. Paxton engaged in bribery in violation of the Texas Constitution when he benefited from Nate Paul's decision to employ a woman, quote, with whom ha Paxton was having an extramarital affair. True or false? Allegation or Stephanie mad about her coworker who also Stephanie, had an extramarital Stephanie, affair? Stephanie, I'm, I'm pretty sure what we've learned is that Ken has no limits. K 
Ken has no limits, and this definitely happened. I believe this to be the truest thing said about the short Ken Paxton. This was an allegation, but he was exonerated. So you what? get the point, Paul. But no, oh. if Ken is the most honorable, moral, upright, public servant I have ever seen. And how dare you? How dare you? Man, those FBI people just have it wrong, wrong, wrong. You so know what? It's Obama's FBI. Oh, that explains it. Pa yeah. Paul, why do you Wait, hate so why do you hate freedom so much? I don't understand. You know me. I, I, Thank you, Patrick. All about the limits. All about the rules. Okay, I've gotten turned around by all this alleged. That uh, did Paul get that point or not? Yeah. He did. Paul, Paul won. Was correct. It, yeah, Paul won. Don't worry, it's not over. You still may get that trophy that makes you uncomfortable yet, Patrick. It's just <laughs> three to two, and you have a whole other game. And nobody has used their phone on Emily. Yep. Holding them in reserve. No, We're you told us to save them. I know. Holding them. You got two. You each got two. You if you two don't want the trophy, you can always burn it in a dumpster outside of Paxton's house. So. Oh, what a great idea. Because they got all that refinishing going on. So they got all that junk they got in that big trash can. I, I think that's a great idea. Uh, don't really do that. That's not a great idea. Do not do that. That's arson. It's against the law. And unlike Ken Paxton, you won't get away with things. <laughs> I mean, you're a white man in Texas. So I'm a white, oh, that's I'm a white true. Man. I might. I might. Get I can do whatever I want to. I can do whatever I want. I'm a white man in Texas. <laughs> hey, go get a flag, Patrick. Set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what? Do you have an equality action sticker on your? That is so. I, I not only is it an equality action sticker, it's ancient. I think this is the first run they made, so it's been a while. I want you to know that I knew that was the logo for Equality Action, but for so long, I just thought it was two lines. Yeah, just two yellow lines. Yeah. Just I, did, I was like, field. oh, yeah. Equality. Well, anybody who watches My Little Pony has mixed feelings yeah. about that Equality sign when they see oh. it. Oh. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You got to explain I that. I feel like you have to yeah. unpack that. Yeah. What, nobody here seen My Little Pony? I know there's that an episode. Okay, all the ponies pony. have cutie marks on their high haunch, whatever those are. Oh, and, yes. and, but they're that. all individual because the they all polis. have their gifts, and you get it, it just appears. But at one point, they got sort of, I don't know, pulled into what seemed to the viewer like a cult who said, Oh, no, no, we should all be the same. You shouldn't do your own gifts and the things that you love to do. We should all be equal. And she would erase their marks and give them these equality marks where they were. <laughs> I don't want to give it all away, but wow, I have to gonna... say it was Spoiler alert. moving, scary, and a really good lesson. And like, yeah. watch out yeah. for the you know cult of personality. Somebody really makes you think. Sounds good on really people. I see a bonus Very pro democracy in our <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My Little Pony episode. <laughs> I thought it was just like a celebration of parallel things. I thought that I thought yep, that's what all it was. things. It's like I'm all, all about parallel. That will never meet. Exactly. <laughs> Is it a rhombus? Is it a trapezoid? I don't know. I went to Texas public schools. <laughs> Ooh. All right, Amy, what's next? <laughs> okay, let's see. When you hear the words, two truths and one lie, you think of that 
stupid, that stupid icebreaker game. I think it's good. You had to play at your latest corporate retreat. But when we hear two truths, one lie, we think about the esteemed behavior of legislators at the Texas legislature. More than 700 new laws became effective at the beginning of September. Let's play two truths, one lie to find out which one's passed. That's going to be hard. Thank you. Okay, Patrick, you're going to go first again. I'm going to read you three bills. Yeah. Two of them passed. One of them did not. I like, phone a, I like to phone a friend. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got it. You, got it. you only got three questions and you got two, two choices. Okay, remember, two of these passed. One of them did not. Number one is Senate Bill 14, banning care for trans kids. The second choice is HB 12, expanding postpartum Medicaid. And your third choice is HB7, expanding border security funding and creating a border safety unit. Two of those are true and one is a lie. I want the lie. I think C is the lie. You are correct. C is a lie. Somehow they did not manage to pass that bill during session. It had nothing to do with like young people's genitals, so they couldn't pass it. That was like that was the only thing they cared about. It's like you know, <laughs> both the other ones fit that category. Yeah, all right, sure. That was a trick, though. That did sound like that would be true. It did. I'm really surprised that one didn't pass. To be yeah. honest, but you're right. We should have talked more about kids' genitals. Yeah. <laughs> if we talk, yeah, yeah. If we cared about freedom, we would. We would. Let side note here. Why do we accept? Um, boob jobs and nose jobs and all these other choices people make about their body. But somehow, if it's someone who's transitioning, we're just absolutely horrified that somebody wants a better pair of boobs. Why? I mean, when Why? it's for mistress, it's okay. You know, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. Abortions are fine for your mistresses. Yeah. A little absolutely. nip and tucking. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to answer that question. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought as white men, you would know. <laughs> I, yeah. Don't you guys know everything? I do know, but I'm just not going to answer that question. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. It's in that little book, How to Get Away with yeah, Everything. That's right here. Don't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so sweet to be here and just entertain us stupid girls. <laughs> Paul. Paul. Two, two truths and a fiction. Senate Bill 7, shoring up the power grid. HB 1500, shoring up the power grid. That's not fair. That's <laughs> not fair. Good. I was like, I didn't All memorize right. the bills. Nope. We're starting again. Starting again. Also, 7 Sen was fake, but that's okay. I'm, I'm with you. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Senate Bill 23, raising the minimum sentence for gun crimes. Senate Bill 12, regulating sexually explicit shows. And House Bill 2127, preempting local regulations. Two, two truths, one lie. I need the lie. The first one's a lie. I'm going on a limb. I'm so, You know what? I'm phoning a friend. I'm phoning my friend right here whose face <laughs> told me I was wrong. And it Let would be unfair. I'm much too expressive for this. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was like, I read that quickly. That was definitely not. That was wrong. Okay, I saw that face. So the okay, options so are SB12, 
SB23 and HB2127. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So you're officially phoning a friend? Yes, I am. Please. I'm using my my I, one of seven that I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lie, what didn't pass was SB23. Uh-huh. Which one is that? I don't know the number. Sorry. Raising minimum sentence for gun crime. Yeah. Wait, somehow the Texas legislature didn't make it worse for anybody who was, you know, even tried for that just seems not like what they normally do. I don't know what part of freedom you don't understand, Paul. I think you get the dumb part. The gun part was, yep, that's my liberal education right there for you. Sorry about that. Yeah. So apparently now sentences for gun crimes are like, I have a gun instead of I would like to go on a hunting trip with a gun, period. It needs a subject, an object. Exactly. Thank you, Patrick. (laughs) Thank you for getting that for me. Thank you. All right, Patrick, back to you. Two truths and a lie. HJR 102, legalizing online sports betting. HB 6, allowing murder charges for fentanyl poisoning. And HB 9, expanding broadband. Which one is a lie? So I believe that it's the first one, but I'm going to phone a friend because I can choice i tried to keep my face just like really <laughs> yeah I, I really appreciate that you, you're getting a poker face now that's awesome Thank you. um i believe that it's hjr that did not pass legalizing online legalizing. sports betting yeah oh, thank goodness patrick do you that's, want to go with your phone that friend? is my answer also yes okay you're correct right. that did not pass that did thank not you pass. friend can't bet on sports, but you can have guns, just unfettered access. Yeah. <laughs> That's your right. That's your right. It is. But we don't want to encourage bad behavior like betting. Yeah. That destroys. <laughs> if there's one thing that destroys families, it's not gun violence. Betting. Yeah. It's betting. And we what else do kids. we know about Austin, everybody? There's no coincidences. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Confused about the Texas lottery, but we'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. That's for education. Oh, I didn't understand. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. You're welcome. Okay, Paul. Senate Bill 147, restricting foreign land ownership. Senate Bill 12, regulating sexually explicit shows. Senate Bill 18, solidifying tenure in state laws. No, 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 no way. Yes. No way did the state of Texas solidify, give, give, no, we want to fire everybody at will. We're an at will state. We, I can't believe the Texas legislature would do the 18. I, I think 18 is wrong. I'm going to give you a hint here, Paul. Oh, oh that- yeah, okay. Uh, it's way too uh, small of a summary. Like what do you think tenure means and maybe what the Texas ledge oh. thinks tenure means. Why don't you just I, give him the trophy, Stephanie? I just, yeah. I, I feel like. <laughs> so 18, 18, it turns out was a lie. 18 was the lie. It was not the truth. What was, What were you saying? That 18 passed? 
No, I think the 18, no way 18's passing. You say 18's real. I see what you're saying. So I'm saying it's the first one. Because I know we can't do sexually explicit drag shows in public. Except that... that okay, so the restricting foreign land ownership was the yeah, lie? We should, yeah, that's what I figured that would have passed, though. I okay, I need too. to phone my friend. I got to okay. phone my friend. Why don't you phone the host? Just phone the host. I just spun crazy out there. Help me, Emily, please. Uh, uh, you're my only it, hope. This, Wait, I got this, one's a, uh, this one's a doozy because uh, they're, yeah, you would think that uh, excluding the the purchase of land by by people who are not from here would be the, would have passed, but it did not, okay. did not pass. Wow. Um, wow. But there's, there's always next time. <laughs> Can I thank you try. for that bit of hope, Emily. Yeah. Is there is there any chance that money was involved under the table to make sure that? <gasps> yes. In Texas. Just, yes. In Texas. I don't Can, no, we what just put saying. it in a Manila envelope saying. and we ask an attorney general <laughs> boy <totally> to <laughs> take it somewhere and hand it to someone. But who knows what was in the envelope? It's like Paxton's cat. Right, like Schrodinger's cat. What is yeah. it? Thank you. That's pretty good. Who yeah. knows what was in the envelope? <laughs> that and, uh, solidifying tenure for SB 18 is not good like it sounds. Right. It sounded so good. I was like, yes, yeah, what was that? I didn't know what that not what, good. what does As that mean? Meaning that there are uh, new stipulations for if you can get tenure or not. Um, that make it harder and you can really lose it anytime, which is kind of not, not what tenure is. Mm -hmm. So Paul, Paul's instinct was right. It sounds like. you yeah. Well, I'm, you know, Patrick, I did screw you. I want you to know that. No, that's all right. That's all right. I did. I I've screwed you over. You're going to lose. And I don't, I don't know if you even want to play this next. He gets the weird trophy. That's question. fine. No, <laughs> you never know. Paul doesn't have any more hints. Left. Oh, a lot of hints. A lot of hints. Okay, let's see if I have any more bills to. We old white men, are, we old white men are used to not having a fair, uh, fair playing field. Don't worry. About oh, that. that's true. That's just Your life real inspirations. <laughs> when I think of, I'm like Rosa Parks, Dolores Huertas. Insert generic white man here. Yeah, just it's those true. are my idols. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a good brand. That's for sure. <laughs> Look, not right. every white man. Okay, that's true. All right, I'm Patrick. ready. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're changing the game, Patrick. I'm going to do two lies and one truth. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Okay. Find that truth. And, and Paul will also have to do two lies right. and one truth. All okay, right. two lies. Funding um Senate Bill 28, funding water infrastructure. HB 1422, adopting permanent daylight savings time. And SB 3, cutting property taxes. This is during the original session. No special sessions, Patrick. Two lies, one uh, of those helps. were true. I am definitely going to phone a friend. <laughs> I, I think it's the first one. I think the You're first really one is true, but uh, I don't know. You really picked some unsexy bills there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's very titillating. You still want my what I think it is, <laughs> even though I clearly am unsure if I'm right. Yes, give me your you know better than I do. I think the SB28 didn't pass. 
Which one is that one? Sorry. I think that's the first one. Okay. The first one. Remember, it's two lies <gasps> and one truth. I'm going with that one as being oh, true. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're okay. right. I'm going to give it to you. You're right, Yay. Patrick. Yes. All right. Thanks. We did fun. But these titles are misleading because, like, there's another one here that says addressing school safety, and they did not address school <laughs> yeah. safety. Yeah. That sounds right? like you're going, I, great. I obviously got these from the TPPF <laughs> website as a summary of bills. Um, from the which website, so you know, boss? Which one did you get it from, The boss? Texas Public yeah. Policy Foundation. Oh. They are the most neutral, academic. I mean, if I could think of someone like like that guy in Footloose who just was really doing the right thing, it's TPPF. <laughs> it just is. They're, they're my, what was his name? That's what occurred to you was Footloose after a Always what occurred. To me. <laughs> Look, all those kids wanted to do is I understand. Dance. All they wanted. To, you're right. You're right. Which leads to sex. I know. I know. Never. Which leads to wokeness. Yeah. Oh, that's that's true. Okay, Sorry, Paul. Two lies and a truth. <laughs> two lies and a truth. Number one, HJR one fifty five authorizing casinos. Number two, HB 2744, raising the age to purchase a gun. Senate Bill 17, oh, so banning DEI offices, or pronounced DE offices in colleges. <laughs> D uh, I'm, going, I'm going with the first one. I think, I think our ledge definitely wanted more casinos and definitely didn't want those other things at all. That's my guess. What did I? I got no friends to phone. I got no family members to reach out to. I have no loved ones. It's just me here and my hair. You and your hair. Your hair led you astray, bro. Oh, oh no. No, what they what the real thing that they did do was ban DEI offices in college. They didn't authorize casinos and they oh. didn't raise the age for weapons. Oh, so yeah. they got a five. Wow. So now Failed. there's a tie. We have a tie. We have a tie. And side note, we have a fan in North Norway, apparently, oh, watching us really? on Twitch. What? Yes. Is it one of oh, your wow. friends? Amy, uh, like when you went to Norway? Um, I know some nice folks in Southern Norway in Oslo, but not in Northern. Okay, I don't know. Well, it's you three o'clock are... in the morning there, so they're they're desperate. That's all. I'm yeah, it's <laughs> some, some drunk Swede. I don't know who. It is. That's exactly right. <laughs> they're my favorite ones. Other countries what? are pretty obsessed with Texas because it's a it's a real shit show for them. <laughs> to watch. Real, just like hey guys. <laughs> okay, we're like well, a I... horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I know. I, I read the Guardian covers us. You don't believe what they did this time. <laughs> Let me tell you, partner. I know. I know what you're missing over there in Sweden. Okay. Hope you're not a VPN. Uh, there's a hack that's entered the chat, and it's pretty great. <laughs> okay, so of course I don't have a bonus question, so we're just gonna play. Hi. We can share okay. the trophy. We're going to play um, fill in the blank, no help. Uh, let's just, and then you can steal it from each other. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. This is going to be who's who Ooh. in the Ken Paxton impeachment trial. Ooh. Okay. So who was the judge in the impeachment trial, Patrick? 
RuPaul. Oh, RuPaul. <laughs> RuPaul. RuPaul. Okay, RuPaul. you're both wrong, but I like where you're going. <laughs> Do you know who acted extra as, points as for that. Paul? I no one wants the trophy. I be, but I believe the judge is the uh, person responsible for the Senate in this situation, which would make it uh, that guy uh, that nobody likes, Dan Patrick. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, you got no. it. You got it. But this is so much fun. We're going to keep going. Patrick. Oh, good. Okay. Just think how much Pass better it would have so been had it been RuPaul, though. It would have been, been way more. I would have so tuned good. in a lot more. Yeah. Can you name one of the House impeachment managers who were the prosecutors? Can you name the main guy with the mustache? Ooh. Main guy with the mustache. No, I cannot. I'm sorry. Paul. Uh, no, but I remember watching him. He was—he had a nice voice. I would listen to him for a while. I like Aaron Murr. Murr. I'm sorry. Andrew, Aaron Andrew Murr. Murr. Andrew Murr. Murr. Uh, it is a great mustache. It curls on the end. Yes. A hipster. Uh, so I did I read about so Dan Patrick took some huge campaign contribution. Yeah, he a... took $3 million from the like Ken Paxton fan club before the <laughs> trial. The day before the day before the decision, I but like that. that doesn't influence him. No. That does Three not million. influence a man of his integrity. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead, Patrick. Never mind. That's all right. Paul, can you name one of the defense lawyers? The two main white guys. Well, they looked really tan. A little too uh, tan. Either I thought I thought one of them was Billy Bob Thornton. I thought yes. for sure they had brought him out of retirement for that role. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that, am I remembering correctly? Billy yeah, Bob Billy Thornton. Bob Thornton and then Tommy Lee Jones was the other And one. that was the other guy, Tommy Lee Jones. I thought it was uh -huh. those two guys. That was good uh -huh. casting. Brilliant casting. <laughs> good casting. <laughs> RuPaul, those two guys, you can make some money. Right well, you know we're doing Paxton the Musical as the next Over the oh. Ledge live show. So yeah. I'm, I'm getting some great casting choices here. Uh, okay. Oh, Nate Paul, he looks so bad. Okay. Can you name <laughs> Paul? Can you name one former deputy to Paxton who filed a whistleblower lawsuit? Even if you just get their first name, pick any. There are four I, of them. I thought very it was normal. Chad. Names. I thought there was a Chad guy in there. Who no, very Patrick. Uh, John. No, Paul. <laughs> He's playing Bill. the odds. I'm going with William. William. Good old oh. William. No, okay. Patrick. Uh, Stephen. Oh yeah. No, good. last try, Paul. Remember their ages or not? Where you guys are? <laughs> uh, Corey. It was Buford. Corey. One of them was Corey. Two of them are biblical names. Oh, Samuel. Adam. No. Okay. <laughs> These woke liberal whistleblowers were David Maxwell, Blake oh, Brickman, David. Mark Penley, and Ryan Vassar. And we should just. I think they all have rainbow flags on their cars too. Clearly. I don't want to like point Clearly. anything at them. Wasn't their Texas citizenship revoked? Don't they all have to leave the state now? I thought that was what the the. Yeah. They have to like trial. go hang on to one of the buoys and if yeah, they, they have to swim drive, around the buoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, they have to get the same spray tan as Tony Busby. Whatever. <laughs> was. Oh, <laughs> it was nice of you to call them tan and not orange. <laughs> that was very kind of you, Stephanie. <laughs> Luminescent. Luminescent. It's like, did you grow up in the 1980s? So like, 
<laughs> Did you go to the mall? What you look like that guy who Stephanie doesn't want us to talk about. That's who you look like. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, I don't know what happened there, Amy. Did anybody? I think actually Paul won. I think Paul ended up. Yeah. I'll concede to Paul. I think he definitely won. All right. Uh, look away, Patrick. Paul. High look five, away. buddy. High All five. right, man. Yeah. There yeah. We go. Now you have to take home the phallic trophy. I I'm, 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 Vicky's on her way to pick that up right now, boss. She's on her way. Yeah. I That's never really nice... noticed how phallic it was. Uh -huh. And there are two balls right here. Oh, see? Because they're yeah. bowling. All right. You're well, disgusting, Patrick. You call it, call it what you want to, Stephanie. I don't care. I want to call it the Anita Sheets and Helen Intiman. Fourth place, double 43rd annual bowling tour, 1980. I think we're this saying the same antique, thing. Patrick. I think we're saying the same thing. <laughs> okay. You're right. Well, wasn't that just so much fun? It was fun. Okay, congratulations, Paul. Here, I'm going to put you, you on solo Thank layout. This you. is your brag since we never put anything. Oh. I am a champion. I am a champion. Yay. Yay, our most Thank knowledgeable you. comedian in Austin for the next week. <laughs> Okay, Amy, what's next? All right, congratulations, Paul. Now let's get down to the heart of the matter. Freedom, <laughs> Texas Freedom, Texas Freedom Network, if you're nasty. That's a 1990s <laughs> reference for Gen Xers. Let's meet our special guest, Emily Witt. Hello. Emily, we're always excited when people stick around through the shenanigans <laughs> that precede this very important interview, so thank you. I love the shenanigans. Thank you. It is fun to shenanigan. It yeah. just is. It is. Why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about what Texas Freedom Network is? Because it certainly sounds like a right-wing radical organization <laughs> that supports yes. guns. Yes. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the word freedom has been co-opted by the people who are trying to take our all of our freedoms away, um, which is, you know, the timeline we're living in. Um, but Texas Freedom Network is very much not that. We were founded by Cecile Richards, actually, the daughter of the last great governor, Ann Richards. Um, <laughs> all the way back in 95, uh, Cecile went to, as we tell it, went to a State Board of Education meeting and wrote on a napkin, it's worse than I could have imagined. I'm pretty sure I'm quoting that right. Um, and decided that uh, the religious right had really inserted themselves into public education. It was clear that they were trying to take over the state board of education and local school boards. And we needed a foil to that um, and a, a progressive voice to be doing advocacy around those important issues. Um, so we really started out as an educational advocacy organization. From there, we have really grown to touch on most of the progressive issues and social issues that go on in Texas politics. Um, we do work in reproductive rights. We still do a lot of work in public education at the Capitol and at the State Board of Education as well. Um, we fight for LGBTQIA plus equality. We work on voting rights. Um, we fight textbook censorship, quite, quite a few things. Oh, and religious freedom. That's a big one for us to really being uh, that counter voice to the narrative that we hear, especially here in Texas, that all people of faith are conservative and believe in restricting people's freedoms. Um, we work with a lot of progressive people of faith in our organization. So yeah, we do a lot of cool stuff. You do. And I, I will, I am on the board to our listeners. Oh, It's true. It's true. But I don't, I don't get paid for this and neither does Emily. We're just here because, <laughs> you know, we love freedom. 
What were some of the major issues that you were advocating for or against at the legislature this session and how did it work out? Yeah. Wow. Um, it was a, a crazy session. People who've been doing this for 30 years said that it was one of the uh, most overwhelming sessions they've ever been in, which made me feel good because it was my first one and it was very overwhelming. Um, a big issue for us was SB 14, which is the um, bill that bans gender affirming care for trans youth. Um, right now, there's still ongoing litigation on that one, but for now, it has been allowed to go into effect. So, you know, we're hoping that it is ultimately found to be unconstitutional, um, but for now, it is in effect. That one was huge for us because it's atrocious. Um, that is life saving healthcare. It's supported by every single major medical association in the nation and these parents just want to take care of their kids like every single parent does um but i think that there are some small victories that can see be seen in our advocacy around that bill as well it took them three uh votes to finally pass it in both chambers um we we had people come out in just numbers that are virtually unseen at the capitol uh it's not really made easy to to participate in our democracy in Texas, especially during the session. You have to come in person to drop a card, um, which basically is a mechanism to say if you're for or against a bill, you have to come in person to testify. You have to be connected to the Capitol Wi-Fi to do any of these things. We had thousands of people come just just one of the times um, and we got them to come up, come three times. But one of the times we had thousands of people come and say that they were opposed to that bill. And I think that we there wasn't even triple digits of people that supported the bill as far as cards dropped went um and so public support can be really huge in seeing that our government doesn't necessarily reflect the values of texans even if those bills do ultimately pass um we also held a sing-in right outside of the um house chambers one at one of the during one of the hearings right before one of the hearings and that was just really beautiful. Um, I spoke a minute ago about how we engage progressive people of faith in our work. We have a program called Just Texas, and that sing-in was essentially bringing those progressive faith leaders and people of faith and non-faith. I think it's a, I think it's powerful for everyone um, together. And we were just lifting up, you know, in joyful song, our trans neighbors in Texas, and making sure that we were putting out the message that there's still support in Texas and still joy and love and beauty in trans existence, even as it's being attacked. A lot of Republican lawmakers had to walk through us singing um, so that they could get to the chamber. And that was just really powerful. So that's SB 14. Um, I could talk about that bill forever. That was huge for us. Um, another big one is HB 900, which also is in litigation right now. That bill essentially, um, bans books from school libraries uh, by creating a rating system that's just really vague um, and is, is hard to enforce and puts the burden on the publishers essentially um, to, to put ratings on books. And when you look at the books that are being targeted, they're all books that tell the story of LGBTQ people. Um, it's pretty outwardly just censoring LGBTQ stories. Um, so Blue Willow in Houston and book people here in Austin, where, where I'm at right now, um, they sued the state over that bill. Um, it also has been allowed to go into effect for now. There's been a lot of back and forth litigation on that one, but we're hoping that it will ultimately be found unconstitutional. Um, so that was a big bill for us. And then SB 12, the drag ban, 
And I think, and you know, one that's not over but was a victory would be school vouchers um, that didn't ultimately pass this session during the regular session. There is a special coming up. Um, we really hope people. It's really, really a sign of democracy to say that you're going to keep bringing people back over and over again until they pass a thing that no one wants to pass except a small minority. That's that's democracy in Texas, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, it is. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> but we were able to fight it uh, this session and TFN has fought off school vouchers time and time and again, session after session for decades. Um, and so we feel we feel hopeful that we can do that again. Um, and keep our taxpayer dollars in our public schools instead of sending them to private, unregulated religious schools. Um, so that's our hope. I could go on and on. There's so many bills that we worked on. Um, I'll mention one more um, around religious freedom and public education, which would be SB 763. That's the chaplain bill, um, otherwise known. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, I, it's crazy. I know the joke before you tell it. Okay. I, I mean, so... The day that the governor signed that bill, it was either the day of or the day after the anniversary of the Uvalde shooting. And the money that's going to be used to have chaplains in schools who don't have to go through the same licensing as mental health counselors is comes from the school safety budget. But they didn't pass any meaningful legislation around, you know, gun reform and, and helping our kids not have to live in that reality. I think it's just... We've made a lot of jokes tonight, but that was really disgusting to me. Um, and so that's a bill that we're gonna be pushing back on a lot. It did pass, um, but school districts aren't required to hire chaplains or let them be volunteers. They get to take a vote. So we'll be continuing to organize on that grassroots level in each school district, telling them that they really should not take um, chaplains into schools because it's a violation of separation of church and state. Um, it's a violation of religious freedom for families and children who maybe don't worship the same as that chaplain. And again, at a time when we're seeing LGBTQ kids be attacked over and over again, we should not be subjecting them to undergo counseling from someone that's not required to be um, unbiased in the way that they counsel them. And so, didn't they even, like there was an amendment yeah. about it, like, make them get background checked. Yeah, so they're... There had to be an amendment passed just to make sure that they were not um, on like the sex offenders registry list, but they still don't have to undergo the same um, like rigorous checks that a mental health counselor would. And we're not fully staffing those. We don't have the ratio that we should have in public schools. So instead of putting money towards that, they're putting religious figures into our wow. schools. <laughs> yeah, that one I think maybe went under the radar because there were so many other big terrible bills but yeah instead yeah. of increasing mental health services or counselors or we were like you know what you know who does great around children chaplains <laughs> christian priest catholic priest chaplain. yeah and i and you know a bunch of chaplains we work with chaplains um a lot in our just texas program a lot of chaplains have come out and said this is wrong we don't belong in public schools um hundreds of them have signed on to a letter saying they don't want to be involved in that. So you can guess what kind of chaplains will be 
be put, be put into those schools if they think that it's not a violation of their ethics. So, mm-hmm. Patrick, you were saying something. I couldn't hear you. Yeah. This is a safe place for you. Yeah, I was just saying that, you know, the Christian clergy is probably the right place to go for taking care of kids. I think history would prove that that's oh, yeah. pretty much the, the safe ground there. So. I agree. I'm so glad you're bringing these things up, Patrick, because I feel <laughs> like my voice is not heard on my own podcast a lot of the time. My voice wasn't heard just now either. <laughs> we forgot the freedom. It's all about freedom, right? I got to figure out how to make it happen. Freedom, right? Freedom. freedom. So, Emily, I can't remember. You talked about how TFN's core came from State Board of Education fights. And right now there is some outside entity that's coming into Texas that talks about how slavery was good and we need to sing songs yeah. that are more positive about is, Am I making that up? No, unfortunately, you're not. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm sure people have heard of PragerU because it was a big controversial thing when they started having it in Florida schools. And now they have it in Oklahoma schools. It's been approved there, which is where I'm from. Wow. So I'm not by that. Um, it is not approved in Texas yet. However, Julie Pickren, who's on the State Board of Education, did come out and say that it was, which is you know, an interesting choice as an elected official that's supposed to guide the education of our students. I was taught in school not to lie, but I don't know, maybe things are different now. (laughs) 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 But, uh, you know, PragerU also lies about a lot of stuff. One of the things, one of the videos they have is Frederick Douglass basically saying that uh, slavery was a compromise and that uh, abolition, there were a lot of abolitionists who were no better than like Black Lives Matter because they just wouldn't compromise and we have so many good things come out of slavery and wow, yeah, just really gross stuff. I mean, one of my favorite videos that I got to watch uh, looking, looking into PragerU is called Embrace Your Femininity. Um, and I don't know if the men on the podcast can agree with this, but apparently a woman's smile is God's greatest gift. We don't want to be men. So oh my God. Great values to be teaching our kids. Um, but it's not been approved yet uh, in Texas. That is not true. Um, and we definitely will be pushing back against that. And TFN has been, we've really been sounding the alarm on the harm that can be done with PragerU. Unfortunately, that means me watching a lot of the videos. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. um, I could go on and on about the crazy <laughs> stuff you could find. But but what you are saying is if there are men who believe this, they should go to Oklahoma right now. I think that's what I heard. I heard that's what I heard. Go now to Oklahoma. No, leave my home alone. Just <laughs> Emily, it sounds like you may have been traumatized by watching these videos. So I think it might be a good idea for you to talk to a chaplain really soon. <laughs> the trauma that yeah. you've been through. Yeah. I know some chaplains yeah. are awesome. I was just joking. Woke. About Misuse. Yeah. So uh, my mom and I went to a Dolores Huertas conversation, I guess a week ago, she was at the LBJ school and she said all these great things about um, organizing and how all you have to do is strike and organize a, um, when you don't eat, what's that called? Hunger strike. Hunger strike. Thank you. A hunger strike. And you just need, and it was, the room was just like full of everybody nodding and yes and yes. And inside I was like, we are at the legislature. 
we are people who share my values are doing all the things she's talking about and we're losing and we're losing over and over again. And so my current crisis internally is are people who share my values outnumbered? Are we out organized or are we out participated? What do you think is the answer and what's the solution not to put any pressure on you? right now at all um <laughs> I'm i mean if we're, if we're outnumbered so. we're outnumbered yeah. right um, I no just... i i really have i really have a you know an answer to that i think um if you looked at votes it seems like we're outnumbered but we also live in a state that's been very gerrymandered we you know we made jokes about there being barbed wire around the polls but it, it can feel like that for sure um, and voting rights are, are not easy um, to traverse in Texas. So I don't think it's as simple as saying we're outnumbered as far as elections go. Gerrymandering is very real. Voter suppression is very real. Um, I also think that we sort of have to reframe um, what victory and success and progress look like in a place like Texas, where we have been oppressed for so long, where we haven't had a statewide Democrat in 30 years um, and people just feel really fatigued, we, I think that we kind of have to look to, we can't stop organizing at the Capitol and voting and all of those things, but there's also a lot of power in grassroots organizing and local wins. Um, one of the most inspiring things that I've seen at my time, during my time at TFN is that um, after Roe fell, a lot of the cities in Texas passed a slate of, um, progressive policies called the Grace Act, which decriminalized abortion and basically told the city not to use funds um, going after people who either have sought abortions or family members who are, have helped them not to use our tax dollars to enforce those laws, essentially. Um, and it passed, you know, in the places that you would expect, like Dallas and Houston and Austin, um, some others that I think were a little um, more unexpected that I don't want to misquote, but one that I think was really inspiring is that we tried to pass it in El Paso. Um, Texas Freedom Network did a lot of organizing around this at the city council level. We're across the state. We're a statewide organization. It did not pass in El Paso the first time that we introduced it, but then an election happened. We endorsed some people in that city council election in El Paso, and we brought it up again, and it did pass. And Wow, that's huge. I mean, El Paso is a huge immigrant community. There are a lot of people there that really need not to be criminalized for that care. Um, imagine if you already are not a citizen and you're scared that you're going to be criminalized for seeking health care that you need. Um, that's really scary. And so that, that, you know, that's huge. That's the power of elections right there. So, you know, maybe that's not at the Capitol, but that is something that we did and that we organized around and that actually worked. Um, and so I think that, you know, as our world gets more progressive and we have more of those wins, what we're seeing right now is an authoritarian backlash to that because they know they're not going to have power for long. That's why we're that's why so much is is just really the strategy is to overwhelm us and make us think that there is nothing that we can do. And then that's how they win. It's not really that everyone agrees with them. Um, you know, we know that 60 percent of Texans don't agree with abortion bans the way that they vote maybe wouldn't reflect that, but it's, right. you know, it's not true that, that the majority of Texans think that we shouldn't have freedom over our own bodies. So those are the things that keep me going. Those are the things that I tell people. <laughs> um, 
I think that we just have to keep organizing and we have to keep lifting each other up and creating community and having joy because that's seriously a radical act when you live in a state that you feel like is attacking you all the time. Um, and we just have to keep showing up at the Capitol and telling our family members to come. And that's what we got to do. That's a great answer. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say thank you very much right there and open yeah. it up to the comedians if they have any questions for you before we depart with our closing song that I hope everyone has practiced. Oh, yeah. I, <clears throat> I worked on that. <clears throat> Patrick or Paul or Amy, any questions for Emily? So, so I'm not the only one that can feel overwhelmed in the eye of the storm looking at it and just saying – is there something on the other side? Is there a storm end to this? Because it feels like it's just washing over us constantly. I certainly don't think you're the only one. I mean, especially oh, like okay. as a, you know, just me. <laughs> I mean, also like as a young person who has grown up with like, you know, maybe I'll never be able to buy a house one day. Like, <laughs> do I want to have kids because of climate change? Like it can be really easy to be hopeless at, at any age, especially when you have, never seen a statewide democrat your entire life i have not in texas um, not been alive for that so I, I think um we all feel really overwhelmed it wasn't great did it feel great <laughs> it was wonderful i literally celebrated that day i remember that day it was a great day yeah sorry we also lived in a time when if a man made a bad joke about rape he did not win the governorship that's right yeah Right. They were actually held accountable. <laughs> right. For, what did Patrick yeah. say? Nate Clayton Williams. Yeah. So yeah. If you were going to do it. That didn't work well for him. It didn't, but I think he'd get away with it now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Clayton Williams would be. I'll also say before I forget about like that feeling of overwhelm is sometimes when I'm like, am I ever going to see in my lifetime the fruits of my labor? Um, that we really are organizing for future generations. That can sound depressing, um, but if if you think about it, like, it, it, yeah, like you want to be able to see that happen for yourself, but we're also trying to leave the world better than, than we have it now. And if we can succeed mm -hmm. in that, then I think that's a win. And I think the biggest thing you can do is know that you at least are doing your best at that. And I think what you said about like the families who were there protesting all the limits and on people being able to take care of their trans kids like that must mean so much i mean it's helping people right now yeah at least yeah. feel like they aren't alone in it and yeah i'm so glad you brought that up amy because um i got to meet so many of those families this session and that was extremely powerful and i will just say like I'm only 30, um, I'm queer, and I couldn't have imagined when I was in high school knowing parents that supported their queer and trans children in the way that those parents so fiercely support their kids. It's gonna make me, um, but they're, they're so inspirational and those kids are so lucky to have those parents. Um, and I think that it's so healing for the adults that who maybe didn't have that are able to meet those parents and see them at the Capitol as well. I think that, that that's huge. It's it's honestly, it's suicide prevention. It's life-saving. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what organizing brings us to. It, it really is. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I'm a parent of a trans kid. And when uh, my son reached college age, 
said, I just want to get out of Texas. And I couldn't tell him, no, I said, you probably should get out of Texas. I mean, I wish that were not the case, but that probably is what you should do. But being able to hear, you know, just the, the work that you're doing and that others are doing too, of just, you know, that it's not as universal as it seems. It's not the entire state is out to deny you of who you are. You know, I mean, yes, there is all this horrible stuff that's happening, but there's a lot of people who care a lot about who you are and you know, want to make sure that you're able to preserve that. So uh, it's, it's inspiring just to hear. So I appreciate the work you're doing a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Emily. I will just say that I've been watching sex ed, the TV show. I didn't watch it for a long time and I cannot, but like when you look at what Texas is doing and I know it's just a TV show, but like just how open they are on that show about all this stuff. Yeah. I, I think we'd have a very different life here in Texas if we talk to our kids about sexuality and how not to get STIs or pregnant, for example. Mm -hmm. Just some really simple things. We don't even have to talk about where the clitoris is. Okay. (laughs) General. We'll compromise. Yeah. But if we were going to, that would be great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how you see instances of teen pregnancies and STIs go down in states where they teach them about it. It's wild. I don't know how that happens. It's sorcery. I just think it's sorcery. I think they're cooking the books. That's what it is. Yeah. It's fake data. Fake news. Fake data. (laughs) Well, let's end it there. Thank you very much, Emily. Amy, you want to take us home? Yes. Thank you so much to our special guests, Emily Witt, Paul Normandon, and Patrick Gallagher. Where can people find you next? Paul, where are you going to be next? Uh, well, you can catch me on October 7th at Creative Action, where I'll be uh, running a bunch of shows, open jams for people who like improv, and uh, watching a bunch of kids graduate from our school. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yay. All right. How about you, Patrick? So the Austin Fun Blog, you got to pronounce that right, has a new live production coming up, I think the first week of December, December that will be Austin Fun Pod live. So if you're wondering what that was and what all those horrible things we used to say really were, you can come and check us out and watch us say horrible things live. Oh my gosh, that sounds great. And Emily, (laughs) any new uh, big events coming up for you and your organization? Well, uh, last year the vote is coming up and we do have the Liberty Luncheon also coming up um, in October. Um, And I believe that is the 17th. That is going to be on the 17th. So that is a way that you can support TFN with very, very valuable uh, gifts that keep us going. Um, and you can learn more about that at TFN.org. Um, it's also the last day to register to vote on October 10th. And mm-hmm. I'll be registering voters on that day. We'll have people all over the state registering voters on that day. So please get registered to vote. Um, and early voting starts October 23rd. Mm-hmm. All right, that's great. Stephanie, where will we see you next? I actually have a stand-up comedy show this Saturday night at New World Deli at 7 o'clock. Come for the pastrami, stay for the laughs. And I will be emceeing TFN's Freedom Luncheon in a ball gown to be determined. Oh, can't wait. I have a TR you can borrow if you want to. Okay, and Amy, don't you have a record coming out? I have a jazz album, my second one coming out sometime this fall <laughs> i wish i had it i wish i knew when it uh dropped but i do not yet <laughs> but thank well, you it all that. depends on gravity girl 
That's true. <laughs> Thank you to our over the ledge benevolent Empress Stephanie Chiarello. Yay. Thank you to Amy Thank Lowry you. for guiding reset. us through this episode. Just Yay. remember, she loves a good reset. And that's our show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok as at Over the Ledge. Bye. Not all your hair. <laughs> oh, oh, no. My hair. <laughs>